Nita is doing her final adjustments. <laughs> Mine is. Sorry for the delay, folks, uh, tonight. Uh, we'll get right into it. Uh, thanking the Lord for all He's done for us this week. And uh, remembering all of the folks on our prayer request list. Uh, uh, Trish, Trisha Lothman and Maria uh, Harrison, Maria and Harrison, Brother Ray Copeland, Sister Dean's brother, Brother Mike and Sister Rhonda Collins and Sister Rhonda and Brother Philip, Sister Donna Faye and Sister Donna Arnold, uh, Sister Mary, and then her brother-in-law, uh, Timothy King, uh, our brother, uh, Raymond Humphreys, uh, Keith, Brandon, Billy Epigrove, uh, Lynetta, Brother Lloyd Shores, Lisa, uh, I cannot, Reeves, I believe it is, uh, Boy Copeland, Sister Joanne and Brother Bill, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Sister Joanne Dunaway and Brother Jerry, uh, Brother Danny Smith's cousin Alex, uh, Darren, Brother Danny, Sister Case, Sister Sandy, Brother Johnny, and uh, Justin, and Sister Eva Dodd, Sister Rose, uh, Irma, Sister, uh, Sister Gills, Aunt Irma, Sister Lisa Buckner, Brother Daniel, Sister Diane, Brother Don, Vincent, uh, and Lonnie London. Barbara, Sister Barbara's MRI, their neighbor Doyle, Sister Jean Schroeder, uh, Rick Pruitt, my brother Rick, um, and then also remembering Sister Gail's family, uh, passing their loved one. Uh, remember them, remember Israel. And, and also the country surrounding them. It's not, uh, uh, I know that I, the way I feel about it and, and stuff, and I, I apologize, do not apologize rather, uh, for my support and love for Israel because I know who they are and what they mean to God. Uh, but we do need to pray for others because they are affected as well and some not of their own doing. Uh, but uh, anyways, we'll go to the Lord in prayer, uh, remembering our country as well in the things that we uh, have going here. Father, we thank you, Lord, tonight, and we love you, dear God. And I know, Father, tonight there's so many things that we don't understand that you do. Uh, Father, there's so much going on that we can't comprehend, and yet we know, Father, you see it all. There's nothing out of your control, Father. You will allow us to make choices, and we'll suffer the consequences of those choices, or we'll reap the 
rewards by uh, Father choosing follow, Father choosing you and to follow you, accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Lord, we thank you for your word and the blessings that you give us uh, through having it. Lord, we're praying tonight that you would touch every need according to your will, your plan, and your purpose. And we ask you, Father, to help us as we uh, see and uh, follow your word, dear God, to be strong for you in every avenue. Lord, I ask you tonight, Father, just to reach down and touch as we'll read in your word in just a moment, dear God, and that your will be accomplished there. And we do thank you and we give you praise for it, Father, in Jesus' precious name. And amen. Amen. There's two places tonight that I want to go, and uh, it'll be no surprise that both of those places have uh, one to do with Israel, but the other to do with you and I. And uh, so we're going to be in Romans chapter 10 and chapter 11 this evening. And actually, uh, starting in chapter 11, I talk about these verses of Scripture a bunch um, because of what they mean to me. And um, I say it all the time, and, and, I, and it is true. There's going to come a time when God is going to uh, take the blinder off of Israel. They're going to see His glory, and they're going to accept Him. Uh, not everyone will, but those there, there is those that will. And, and the Lord even tells us that he has a remnant uh, prepared. And uh, there's going to be a great day in that event. When that event happens, if it's in my lifetime, um, I shared the other day with a friend, Brother Mike Hoggart, a pastor friend of ours, and we love dearly him and his family. Um, but, uh, you know, when that happens... Uh, I don't know if I'm at home, I may run the sidewalks rejoicing and, and shouting the glory of God that that, that happens. Uh, if I'm at church, I can I can guarantee you, uh, there's probably, uh, you won't be able to contain me behind the podium, not not because I, I won't stay, but because it's just, I, I love Israel. Um, and, and I know that they're not following God right now. I know that they're not doing what the Lord would have them to do because they won't accept Jesus Christ as Savior. But one day, one day, um, that's going to change. Right now, the benefit of their rejection is you and I having the opportunity to receive. And so uh, in Romans, we find these things written here. Uh, in verse 1 of chapter 11, that's where we start tonight. It says, I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. Uh, God has not cast them away. God is just um, waiting in time. Again, remember, he has a plan. He knows what's going on. He, he understands what it's going to take to get Israel to accept him, to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Uh, and he's, he's in that time frame. The other side of that is, is that the promise to you and I that in their rejection, we would have salvation. He understands and he knows how long it's going to take for the last of us to uh, get where we need to be to, to serve him. Uh, if you're not on the Lord's side, I, I'd say tonight, get on the Lord's side. Um, accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior if you haven't already. Uh, and, and I will say this too. Uh, the Bible talks about, uh, as we see the day approaching, talking about the coming day of the Lord, that we should uh, not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We need to be figuring out how to be uh, more encouraging one to another, uh, spending less time doing what we want to, more time doing what God would have us to, and not neglecting the opportunities that we have to 
go to church and, and to fellowship together and serve the Lord together. Uh, we, we need to be putting the worldly things aside and letting, letting uh, God have his way, taking those times, those precious hours that we have, that God gives us and, and we have, uh, using those hours to be together uh, to encourage one another. But anyways, God has not cast away his people, uh, Israel. Uh, if you jump down there a little ways there, he's talking to them about how that they, uh, they, they're trying to do things by works and not by grace. And Jesus came and he did all the work so that you and I could receive all the grace. And so we receive the grace of God, the salvation of Jesus Christ. We can't work for it. Uh, it's impossible for you and I to do that. Uh, but anyways, go on. He says that uh, I say then in verse 11, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid, but rather through their fall, salvation comes unto the Gentiles to provoke them to jealousy. Uh, God is using our, uh, I guess you could say God is using, taking what he's blessing us with and showing in us to use to provoke them to jealousy so that they will accept Jesus Christ. They will see the blessings of salvation. They will see the opportunities uh, of receiving from God uh, forgiveness of sin, the atonement through the cross and, and through the blood of Christ and not through any other avenue, but, but through him and him alone. He said, now at the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentile. In other words, while they have uh, continued to stray and go away from God, uh, it's become blessings, riches to you and I, how much more their fullness. In other words, when they come and come back to the Lord, when they come to see what they're missing and they come to understand who they need to receive, uh, what is that going to be like? And that's what I said tonight. Uh, I'm just telling you, when Israel uh, sees the glory of God and understands Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, turns, if I'm alive and well at that time, uh, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to shout because I love Israel. It just means so much to me uh, to think about it. I will say in our country, uh, we neglect God more and more every day. Uh, we take it as if it's something we can pick up and do tomorrow. Uh, you know, I don't have to go to church today because, you know, I can go next week. I don't have to go to service tonight uh, because I'll go Sunday night or, or Monday or Sunday morning. Or, you know, we, we've got all kinds of things. You, you and I may not be here for one more service, as I said Sunday uh, morning. Uh, we may not make it one more hour. We may not make it one more minute. Uh, Some may say, well, do you really believe we're closer to the returning of the Lord? Absolutely. Uh, not because of anything that's going on. I thought about this today. Uh, we are closer to God, to, to the return of the Lord, because we are one day further in history than what we were. We are one, one, one hour further in history than what we were. We are one minute further than what we were. We are one second, even as we talk, further than what we were, which means that as time continues to pass by, the return of the Lord is getting closer and closer. And it's also evident uh, by the scriptures uh, that we need to be ready because the Bible simply stated that when Jesus rose from the dead, uh, he ascended unto the Father. And when he ascended unto the Father, all that we are waiting now is for him to come back. And I know a lot of people say everything has to happen and this has to happen and this has Let me just say this. I, I've said it many times uh, that God can take in a moment of time and fulfill anything and everything that needs to be done if that's what it takes for his return. 
Uh, he can do that. Uh, but until then, I will just say this. We need to be ready. We need to be faithful. We need to be prepared. Uh, read Matthew chapter 24. Understand what it's saying there and comprehend the fact that there's going to be some times that are tough and some tougher times as time goes on if the Lord tarries. And so we need to be prepared and we need to be faithful. But anyways, he said, if any by means I may provoke them to emulation, assuming, talking about the uh, Jew there, uh, he said, provoking them so that they see them which are of my flesh and might save some of them. For if the casting away of them be, in verse 15, be the reconciling of the worlds, what shall the receiving of them be? But life from death from the dead there, there, there's coming a time if the first fruit be holy the lump is also holy and if the root be holy so are the branches and the bible tells us jesus said i am the vine and you're the branches uh, any my husband or, or the the father is the husband so god and christ are the foundation of it all the holy ghost and you and i we're, we're branches we're we're as 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 it says here in just a second as the Gentiles, we are the grafted in branches. We're the ones that were not originally part of the root or the vine and become part because of Jesus Christ and our acceptance of him. He goes, if some of the branches be broken off, verse 17, and thou being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them and with them partakers of the root and the fatness of the olive tree, boast not against the branches, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. That will say then the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And thou standest by faith, be not high-minded, but fear. Why? Look at this. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, lest he spare not thee. And we need to be prepared and understand this. Uh, it's one of those deals where a lot of times people say, well, I'm saved and there's nothing you can do about it. I, I, there's nothing I can do about it. If you're saved and serving God, there's nothing I want to do about it other than encourage you to keep doing it. But on the same hand, don't get caught up in the attitude that says, well, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, and it doesn't matter what I do now. Let me tell you, that's a very dangerous thing. Israel was and is God's chosen people, but they, because of unbelief, the Bible shows us that they've been cut off, not to destroy, but to provoke so that they would come back. To the Lord. It is an opportunity for you and I then to be saved, to be grafted in. But he tells us, if God spared not the natural branches, take heed lest he spare not thee also. Behold therefore the goodness and sovereignty on God, on them which fell sovereignty, but toward thee goodness, if thou continue in his goodness. Otherwise thou also shalt be cut off. Look at that very carefully. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. Uh, you and I need to understand that the salvation of God is full and free to you and I as we accept the Lord Jesus Christ and follow him. Uh, but we can't get high and mighty and think we've got it all and we've got it all going and there's nothing can change that. Uh, we've got to follow the Lord. We've got to stay steadfast and continue with him. We've got to live the life that he called us. And if you think about it this way, church, every time, and I've said this many times, when God uses the word but, or God uses the word if, you better pay attention to what's said afterwards. And that's what he was saying here. He said, behold, therefore, the goodness and sovereignty of God on them which fell sovereignty, but toward thee goodness, if, if we've got a responsibility 
If we want to keep the privilege of salvation and service to God and being part of that, we've got to stay true and faithful. And we've got to be honoring and loving and following of the Lord Jesus Christ and understand that His Word is not to hinder us, but to grow us, to protect us, to encourage us, to strengthen us, even to correct us. Uh, and, and the Bible talks about how that it's the, the Word of God is good for doctrine, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. Uh, it is good uh, to be used for correction there uh, as well. So we love the Lord there. But he said, for God, but, excuse me, uh, For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed lest he spared not thee. Uh, so, so it's not up to, it's not something God has to do. It is something God is willing to do. So having addressed the relationship of Israel towards God uh, and the benefit of it to you and I, uh, I want us now to look at chapter 10 because here's something I think that we need to understand. The apostle Paul loved them so much and loved his people so much that he said that if it would save them, he would be accursed. Uh, in other words, if 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 the if his uh, soul being lost would cause all of them to be saved, then he would take that upon himself and be lost. But we know by the grace of God that Jesus Christ did that for us. So Paul or you or I, none of us have to do that. Christ did that. Christ took upon himself the curse of sin and done away with it. He washed it. He, he overpowered it. He overcome it. He destroyed it. Uh, and in receiving Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives uh, has given us new life and given us salvation. But here's Paul's prayer. And here's where I think that you and I really need to understand something. And, and again, I, I talk about this a lot of times and, and don't cover the scriptures necessarily uh, in this aspect, but, but really honest and truly, when we think about the end times, a lot of times we think about the fact that we're going to die and go to heaven. We think about the return of Christ. We get to die and go to heaven uh, as Christians. And, and that's, not, that's, that, that's true. That's what's going to happen as a child of God. Uh, when we get to the end of our lives and we die, uh, being faithful, following the Lord, we get to go to heaven. If, if Christ comes back on the clouds of glory tonight and you're faithful unto the Lord, having received and had your sins washed and made white in the blood of the Lamb, then heaven's a waiting place for you. But understand this, that there are many people who are still lost, not only in our country, but in other countries and in Israel. And Paul in the writing here says this, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. That, that ought to be our prayer and our heart's desire is that Israel is saved, but that others are saved also. Uh, not leaving it there, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Can I tell you, this, this lines up with a lot of folks in a lot of places today that they have a zeal for God. They have an understanding of God. They think they're serving God. And yet they're not because they're doing it out of their own wisdom. They're doing it out of their own instruction. They're doing it the way they think they, they think they can do it instead of doing it by the will of God and by the word of God. They're not following that. And that's what Paul was talking about Israel. He said, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves into the righteousness of God. And that's, that's where we're living at today in America, not, not just in Israel, but here today, even in this 
that people think that they can make a deal with God. And, I, and I've, I've said it many times before, uh, somebody one time and I was talking to them about the Lord and they said, well, me and God got our own thing going. Uh, we made a deal. God knew I couldn't do X, so he, he was willing to let me do whatever. I can't remember how it's put, but anyways, he, him and God made a deal and he only had to do so much and, and, and it was, you know, it was good with God, even though he wasn't going to give up whatever or do whatever. And that's not the way it works. God laid it all out in, in the Bible and you and I have to follow the Bible. The standard that God has given me is the same standard that God has given you, is the same standard that God has given every one of us. And if we don't do it by God's standard, it's not going to be uh, favorable unto God and it's not going to be acceptable unto God. And God doesn't make deals with people uh, and give them different standards. It is contained within the four corners of the scripture uh, what God has uh, for us to do. And I, and I tell them, you know, this, this is the word of God. This is the contract that God and God says, if we accept the contract and follow the contract and do what God would have us to do, then uh, heavens are eternal home. But when we start pulling pages out of the contract, uh, we start pulling words out of the contract. When we start changing it and say, well, you know what? Uh, me and God's making a deal or me and God's got our own thing going, you know, or God understands and stuff. Listen to me. God does understand that, but you and I cannot change what thus saith the word of the Lord and, and do it our way. That's what Israel is trying to do today. Uh, but one day they're going to see the truth and you and I need to be seeing the truth and following the word of God doing what is right in God's eyes and not our own eyes, not going about to establish our own religion, but following that which God has given. Uh, not trying to say religion, uh, which it is, but not trying to determine what righteousness is. God has already determined what the righteousness is and what the righteous requirement is, and we must accept that and follow that. He said, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. That's it. There's no other way. There's no exceptions. There's no bypasses. There's no roundabouts. There's no handoffs. It's Christ. Christ is the end of the law for everyone that believeth. And you've got to believe in Jesus Christ in order to be saved. And you've got to accept him and follow him. And, and there's no way around that. And so even for the Jews today in my heart, and I, and I pray for Israel uh, because I want to see them saved. I want to see them serving God. I want to see them accepting Jesus Christ. And like I said, the day that that happens in the way that we see in the scriptures, if I'm alive, uh, it's going to be a day. I, I, I just guarantee you it'd be a day for me. I, I just, I love uh, the way that God puts things. And, and I know that I need to be a better uh, Christian, a better child of God, a better follower um, and, and you can't say, well, Brother Ernie, you know, God understands. God does. That's why he says, Ernie, you can do better. And I say, Lord, I need to do better. And I want to do better. I'm going to strive to do better. I'm going to be following the word and stuff. And, and just to be honest with you, uh, you know, if, if you want to see a sign of is Christ getting back, uh, look again, read Matthew chapter 24. See what it says there and understand this, that we're living in those days uh, of where this is going on and the things that are coming down the pike if we're still here they're going to get rough but if they get rough i would rather be in a rough sea with the lord jesus christ than in a calm sea without him if you think about it when the disciples were in the ship and the sea began to get tossed and waved and they come to him he was asleep uh and, and resting peacefully and they said lord careth not that we perish 
uh, you ain't dying with Jesus. I, I mean, in, in, the, in the spiritual sense, the, the ship ain't going down that way. Uh, but if it was to, if you was to lose your life for standing for the Lord, actually what you've done is you've gained eternal life. It's like I've said before, uh, if, if you kill me for the cause of Christ, I get to go to heaven. You ain't done me any harm. This old body, I ain't going to remember it and I ain't going to care about it. Uh, when it's dead and gone, it's dead and gone because I'll have a new body, a glorified body, a whole body, uh, one like I've never had before, prepared for eternity in worship and service to the Lord. So killing this old body ain't going to hurt me none. It's just going to let me get to heaven. And and I'll just be honest with you, church. I'm, I'm not worried about dying in that sense. I'm worried about what happens to those who don't know Jesus, who don't know the Lord, who aren't serving him, who are trying to establish their own righteousness outside of Christ, or even trying to establish their own righteousness within Christ, saying that they believe in Christ, they've accepted Christ, but, but then go about changing the requirements, so to say, changing the word of God, changing the instruction that we've been given, because that's exactly what Israel is doing, trying to establish their own righteousness instead of realizing that it is Jesus that is their righteousness. And in Jesus, we do have to do what the word says. Jesus himself said, keep, if you love me, keep my commandments. Keep not do away with, not push them off, not separate them, not determine what one stands and what one leaves. Keep my commandments. And the Bible, excuse me, and the Bible tells us this, to be faithful unto death. No matter what's coming our way, to stand true and to be honest and holy before the Lord, we keep the, the commandments of the Lord. We love him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our mind. And we show others how to do the same. We pray one for another. And it's like I said tonight, uh, starting off, uh, I stand with Israel on all this that's going on. There's things that, that we see on the news now, things that have been confirmed by people. And, and, and what's happened over there is, is just horrific. It's crazy. But, but I will say this, there was a good point made today by, by my daughters and, and my wife and stuff. Uh, when they was talking about that over in Israel that they found that they had decapitated 40 uh, plus babies, decapitated them. For what purpose? That's sickening and, and horrific. That, that's disgusting. And that is just pure evil. But on the same hand, as it was stated by two by a preacher that stated it as well. He said, that happens every day in America by by through abortion, and, and it is, and we do it by the thousands, and not by the not by the numbers of, of forty. We we do it by hundreds every day, and thousands every day in our country. Do you think God is going to look at us any different than He does those that did that to those babies? No, He's not. And I'm just going to tell you for a fact, just state state it like it is. We ain't getting through this unscathed if we continue to do the things that we do instead of doing the things that God would have us to do. It's time to quit wavering. It's time to quit uh, playing games. If you're a child of God, be a child of God 24-7. Stand up for what's right. God, God knows we're not perfect. That's why Jesus Christ died for our sins. But that does not mean that we get to go out and live a life of sinfulness. If you just go to the sixth chapter of the book of Romans, it's stated there in the first verse, and I'll close with this. It says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer then? 
Know ye not that as so many of us were baptized into Jesus, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism and death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Newness. Not, not, not the old way, but a new way. And the Bible even tells us a new and living way. It's the way of Christ. It's the way that we're supposed to be serving and following him. And, and because sin abound, grace abounds, we're not supposed to live in sin. And we even know this, the Bible says where, where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. And, and it, but it's still not for you and I to just say, well, you know what, I got grace. Let me tell you, you abuse grace and you'll get judgment. That's what's coming down the pike. And because you're trampling the blood of Jesus Christ as if it's some unholy thing or something to use. It's not, this not monopoly. You don't get a get out of jail free card just because you got grace. You still got to do the will of God and serve and walk with him. The Bible says that he uh, reap, well, we'll reap what we sow. I'll just put it that way. We'll reap what we sow. Be careful how you're sowing. Uh, this evening. Father, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you for your many blessings. We ask you, dear God, help us tonight. Touch each heart and soul. And let us, Lord, Father, just search diligently for you to follow you in all that we need to do and say, dear God. Lord, we pray again, uh, not just for Israel, Lord. There's so many, uh, Father, people affected who didn't choose, Lord, to do the things that were done, but yet they're being affected now because of the choice of those who did. We understand, dear God, that this is what happens in times of war and conflicts. But dear God, we pray, Lord, Father, just convict the hearts and, and, and let them, Lord, turn to you. Father, let them see the truth. But dear God, we do pray, Father, your hand be upon Israel. And dear God, that they would see the truth and understand that through your power, through your might, that Jesus Christ came and Lord, he gave his life on Calvary's cross for, for their sins. And I'm thanking you, dear God, he did it for my sins too and for the sins of the world. Lord, help us again tonight, Father, 